counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut, you better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Wags, we're three and one, and we're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Big week, always, when we're playing the Cowboys. Uh, they may not be the same hated rival that we had in the 90s, but we've had some pretty good and exciting games against them uh, over the last few seasons again, and luckily we've been uh, getting the better of them, so hopefully that continues this week. Yeah, and no doubt about it, we're uh, both some 3-1 and one football teams, and uh, I expect this to be a pretty big battle. Uh, we got to go down to Dallas. It's never easy to travel. It's never easy uh, to head uh, down to, to Texas and, and play a team like Dallas, but I even with some of the injuries, we'll get into the injuries, I'm confident in what this Green Bay Packer team can do. We can break down what Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the challenges that he creates, but um, I think that we're in a really nice position right now, and um, I think that Dallas, despite their 3-1 and record, and they're a talented football team, don't get me wrong, they haven't necessarily played the strongest of opponents' strength of schedule yet, and I think that that might play to our favor. Sure, and uh, we'll, like you said, we'll get into the injuries just at an overall level, sometimes on a one-week basis, that can really really get these guys going next man up, right? Yeah. Like the whole team has to step up. You know you're going to be a little bit short-handed. Wide receiver core needs to step up without their leader and Devontae Adams uh, being ruled out. Um, we, we need to see this tight end uh, group step up. Um, running back group is going to be a little bit short-handed without Jamal Williams. Um, secondary, uh, you know, has some, some nicks and, and dings um, and special teams uh, without Tony Brown out there, uh, Kevin King possibly being out. So I, I think uh, this is going to be going to have to be a team effort and hopefully they all come together and, and um, you know, uh, step up and, and play a good game Sunday because uh, even though the Cowboys have not had the hardest schedule, like you said, I do think this is a, a pretty good team and they're going to be a team that's going to be in contention uh, to, to be in the playoffs here, I think, at the end of the season. So going down there, as you said, is not going to be an easy task, especially uh, being a little bit shorthanded. But, um, but I, I think we're up, up to it, and, and uh, I'm excited to, to go down there and, and hopefully keep, keep their number and, and, uh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, move forward and, and come out of there 4-1. Yeah, and I mean, looking at what they did last week in particular, I thought that that was probably the most fascinating game I've seen out of Dallas. Um, After putting up 30-plus points uh, for a few weeks against some pretty uh, lower-tier teams, uh, the Dolphins and Washington and uh, and New York Giants, uh, they played a, a Teddy Bridgewater quarterback New Orleans Saints team, and they, uh, they were, um, you know, they, they gave up 12 points. They only were able to put up 10 points. And um, I think that by far, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the best quarterback that they've faced so far this season. Um, possibly the best quarterback they're going to play all season because I think Aaron Rodgers is in a, in a top class 
um, here in the NFL. So um, just looking at what they do there a little bit, I think let's look at what they do on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, watch some of that game against the Saints. And um, granted, again, it's Teddy Bridgewater, not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but if they do what they did against um, uh, against New Orleans, then what we're going to see them do is they're going to stack the box and they're going to play that single high safety, try to stop the run. Uh, with Devontae Adams out, I could potentially see them see what they can do with stopping the run and force Aaron Rodgers to throw to some of these less proven receivers. So talk about an opportunity, Wags, for, as you said, Jimmy Graham, our tight end group to step up, but also MVS and Geronimo to stack uh, on, on some of the, the great plays that he had last week and, um, and others, including it sounds like Jake Kumaro is going to be making his first appearance here in the last couple weeks after a shoulder injury. Yeah, and these this is going to be, I think, a week where we're going to need to see the uh, rush game um, yeah. bounce back. Uh, we've had a kind of a, a pretty pretty rough week last week. Um, we had a, a really strong performance against the Vikings uh, a few weeks ago, um, but uh, and a solid performance against the Broncos. Not not really all that great though. Jamal Williams uh, had a a decent game against the Broncos, and, and Aaron Jones really struggled to get anything going by scoring two touchdowns um, against them. So uh, I think that's going to be really important because this is a Cowboys offense that can control the clock. Yeah. They can control the tempo, and it's going to be really difficult if they're able to limit the offensive possessions um, if we're not efficient and able to get that run game going because um, the pass game... It, it looks nice when it's going well, mm -hmm. but sometimes that can lead to some pretty short series. And that's the last thing that we want to see against this Cowboys team because um, they've got a pretty solid defense. Um, and so we're going to want to see them out on the field as much as possible. And um, dare I say, try to beat them at their game a little bit, uh, control some of the clock and keep that Dallas offense off of the field. Because um, if... If they get us into a passing game, uh, then it's going to be putting a lot of pressure uh, on this uh, receiver group uh, without Devontae Adams. So um, I think we're going to see a little bit of uh, Dexter Williams with yeah. Jamal Williams out, um, getting a few more carries. Uh, and I think we'll see a little bit more. I don't think we're going to see a lot of carries from Danny Vitale, but I think we're going to see him out on the field for a few more snaps than we've seen in past weeks as well. Uh, to try to get uh, a few more looks, uh, perhaps some more play action, and get him out as, into the flat and involved in the pass game as well. So um, I think that we're going to have uh, uh, some different formations and, and some, some different looks than we've seen um, in the past few weeks. Um, we had a long uh, week uh, to, to get ready and, and rest a little bit, and also for this coaching staff to kind of uh, reset a little bit and, and, and get prepared for this Dallas Cowboys team as well. Yeah, and uh, Dallas is 19th against the run thus far this season. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a one quarter of the way through the season. I think part of this comes down to the fact that they have been in some lopsided games against some lesser opponents. Uh, but I do see a scenario. I mean, I think some of the best news that we've gotten this week uh, is the fact that Brian Bulaga, 
is listed as questionable. It sounds like he's been working his way through his injury. If we can go into this with um, with the five offensive linemen that we want to have out there on the field, meaning Balaga and Bakhtiari bookending this offensive line for the Packers, I think that gives us a really strong uh, opportunity to set the tone early, set the tone often with the run game. Uh, I, I think that uh, although Aaron uh, Jones's uh, stats weren't there, I thought he actually ran. He, he tried his best there last week. Um, he's a talented back. I want to see what more he can do, but I too am excited to see what Dexter Williams can do because if the Packers are able to um, have the Cowboys pull off of that one safety high, uh, formation, it's going to open up the run lane. If they want to dare and do that and we can run the ball a little bit, we're going to be able to get into that play-action pass. And you know that is Aaron Rodgers' bread and butter against every team in the NFL. NFL. So if we're running the ball at four yards a clip, three and a half, four yards a clip, maybe getting some five, six-yard runs in there, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a real chance to take the top off the uh, the the safety off the top there with MVS going deep. I think we're going to see Geronimo and then some of these younger younger wide receivers step up, but also not be surprised if we saw uh, uh, Tunyon making a little bit of his presence felt and and seeing some more of that two tight end. Um, receiving formations, and as we've talked about, Jimmy Graham maybe splitting out a little bit more wide, taking advantage of the seam uh, as the safety as, as this defense tries to stop the run. Dane, do you think this is the week we start seeing a little bit more Jay Kumro? Yeah, I, Wags, I I think you and I are on the same. We haven't talked about this, but I think we might be on the same vibe here. I think that Jay Kumro has a really nice week. I think this is the kind of week that Packer fans have been waiting to see Jake do uh, this season. And um, it just seems like he's a guy who's opportunistic in the best possible way. And he sees an opportunity right now. And and just something tells me Jake's going to come up with one, two big catches uh, against Dallas. And I'm not talking these 70-yard runs, but I'm saying chain-moving plays that helps this offense succeed. Yeah, and when Adams went down against the Eagles, it was Alan Lazard out there getting quite a few snaps. Um, Darius Shepard got some snaps out there. So I think all of these guys might have to contribute a little bit more than what uh, they've had to. And certainly Kumro had been nursing an injury, so um, hopefully he's um, coming back and, and close to full health now. Um, and is ready to go because we may need him, as you said, to make a few plays this week as well. Uh, particularly, I think, in that third down situation, uh, without Adams on the field, that's going to be a real key. Um, and, and that's where that rush offense is so important because uh, even if they're not you know, getting chunk yards on first down, uh, any you know, yardage forward that, that really sh- shortens that down and distance uh, makes that third down situation a lot more palatable um, and it makes it uh, so that you have a, quite a few more options for Aaron Rodgers and Jake is a guy that uh, with the way that he runs his routes and he seems to have established a, a connection with Rodgers despite yeah. not really having you know much uh, time out on the field in game situations and so that's that's going to be a hole to fill, and I think Kumro could play a key role in those situations. So even if he's not scoring three touchdowns this mm-hmm. week, if he makes a, a couple of key catches on third down to keep those sticks moving, uh, that would uh, be. Those are the types of plays that you, you know, you can look back at at the end of the game and say 
boy, it's a good thing that happened because, you know, having the punt versus potentially, you know, moving the ball down the field and uh, at worst case scenario, gaining field position or perhaps getting some points as well. A hundred percent. And I think that on the offensive side of the ball, the Packers are going to be keying in on a couple guys uh, where they're going to know where they are on the field. The first one is most certainly Demarcus Lawrence. He's a heck of a pass rusher. So if we're able to have uh, both Bakhtiari and Bulaga in, that will hopefully keep the pass rush off of the Packers a little bit. Although I will say that Dallas um, is pretty good at, at, uh, at, at pressuring the quarterback. They've got 10 sacks through the first four games. Um, so, you know, they're, they're active enough that they're able to get in the, in the uh, offensive backfield. So um, watch out for him and also, also watch out for Jalen Smith, the, the linebacker uh, out of Notre Dame. He's in his third or fourth season here. I really think that their defense goes where Jalen Smith goes. He's nasty. He's a bit of a tackle machine, but he's also just active all over the field. So watch for... Uh, Coach Lafleur and company to be scheming around where those guys are at, and um, and making sure that um, we're we're scheming plays uh, where we're able to um, you know make the most out of field position and and try to take Jalen Smith out of making playmaking plays because he is a monster out there on defense. Yeah, I agree. I think this uh, uh, Cowboys defensive front can certainly pose some problems. So. Uh, this offensive line has done a, a really nice job of protecting uh, so far this season, and I have no reason to think that that won't continue, especially, obviously, it'll be key if Bulaga is able to hang in there and tough it out this week, uh, but uh, all indications are that he's going to be ready to go, so hopefully he's able to make it through the whole game um, and stay healthy um, and get through a, a, another week here because he's been playing so well, and, and when he's been out on the field, he's been a, a real key. Um, so, uh, you know, they'll have their hands full in this Cowboys front as they've got some speed, um, especially on that turf down there. And, and uh, so they'll, they'll pose some problems for us, but uh, I think, uh, you know, this is a group I have a lot of confidence in, and they'll have their calls set, and, and Aaron will be moving around. I think they're really going to be focusing on um, – running some shorter routes uh, to, to give him some different looks, especially mm -hmm. without Devontae out there, so that he can get rid of the football. Um, and if those aren't there and he's, he's under pressure, uh, he's just going to get rid of football and live to play another down. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Dane, I, I think we, we might have a little bit more to say about the offense, but before we do go, go too much further on that, um, let's pivot back to injuries because yeah. – I think it, it might be helpful, and I'm sure all of you out there listening by now have seen the news on uh, who's been ruled out and who's questionable, but I think it just uh, behooves us to maybe to talk through some of the impact of, of, of what these injuries might mean this week and, and uh, how that might change our game plan and what we're able to do um, in those individual um, matchups that we would otherwise be seeing or we will be seeing uh, from some of these backups having to come in and fill in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that obviously the, the biggest one, it, uh, 
the you know 800 pound elephant in the room is Devonte adams being out this week um with with turf toe and that's a tough injury man i i hate seeing soft tissue injuries and i hate seeing those lower extremity injuries on wide receivers because um you know they can linger they can linger for a long time so um with Devonte being ruled excuse me ruled out i'm hopeful that this is a short-term injury and we can start to work him back in um, but all we know is right now for week five Devonte's not playing so I think that that's going to that causes a huge ripple effect really from the entire offense. I think that it, it creates question marks in my mind of who's the go-to guy. I would probably say it's a split between MVS and Geronimo right now, but it leaves a lot to be um, to be questioned. I, I think that there's. Uh, nothing but opportunity out of this wide receiver group right now. And the, the question mark is who's going to step up or continue to step up. I think we've seen flashes of MVS making some really nice plays. I think we've seen some nice flashes from Geronimo. He had a nice series uh, last week. The big tough catch on third down followed by the touchdown catch that really helped put the Packers in a position to potentially win that football game. Um, so those two guys have shown that they can do it in spurts. Now, are they able to do it with consistency through four quarters to help Aaron Rodgers out? Yeah, I think you said a few weeks ago you weren't concerned about Packers having a uh, quote-unquote true number two receiver. And honestly, I, I think this I, – I mean, I could be wrong, and I'd love it if, if uh, MBS or Geronimo has a, a breakout game. Mm-hmm. But – I think it's more likely that we see this being more of a committee um, and these guys all have to step up in, in some way and Aaron Rodgers is going to spread the ball around. Yeah. I, to me, it's probably more likely that, you know, um, we're going to see some catches from the running backs. They'll have a few catches. Aaron Jones, I think, will have to have, you know, between four and five or six receptions again this week. Um, I think uh, Vitaly will have to have a couple receptions. Um, we might see a little bit more of the Bears game plan yeah. um, with the tight ends being a, a bit more of a focus. Um, this um, Dallas um, um, linebacking group is extremely talented, arguably one of the best linebacking groups in the league. Uh, so uh, from a matchup perspective, you could say, well, that might not be the best matchup, but um, but. If they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more, we might see some more two tight end sets. Um, and then we might see some more play action out of that um, with passing to the running backs and tight ends. Um, and then, as you said earlier, uh, we're going to want to, you know, send MPS deep, yeah. obviously, uh, a few times. And hopefully we're able to make some connections there. Uh, so... Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to say, oh, okay, well, uh, MBS needs to come in and get 8 to 10 receptions to fill in for Devontae Adams. Uh, if he does that, great. Again, I'd be thrilled with that. But it's just as if not more likely to me that maybe Geronimo gets going a little bit and gets that four or five receptions this week for 70, 80 yards. MBS does what he's been doing and hopefully just has an on game because he's been a little bit uh, off and on and inconsistent so far this year, but he's going to certainly have some more looks. And um, and then I think we might see Kumaral and Lazard and maybe even Darius uh, Darius Shepard yeah. come in and, and get a reception or two. Uh, so I, I to me, I think that's the most likely scenario. Um, I just hope that we're able to give 
a, enough different looks and, and get that running game going is, again, that's the biggest key to me mm -hmm. because if they can't get this running game going, uh, this Dallas secondary has some talent as well. If they can just drop back in coverage and send those guys up front to put pressure on Rodgers, that's going to make his life extremely difficult yeah. uh, with this uh, young uh, and uh, somewhat inconsistent wide receiver group. Yeah, I mean, it could make for a long day in Dallas. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying 10 out of 10 times I want Devontae Adams on the field. 10 out of 10 times I want Devontae to be 100% and because we know what he can do. We love what he can do. That said, for the long-term success of this Packers offense, if we think we can go deep into the playoffs and do the types of things that we expect from this team, this really could be a, an opportunity for Rodgers to see what he's got out of some of these other receivers. So I completely agree with you, Wags. I don't think it's about one guy stepping up and being the man, so to speak, but maybe it's three or four guys stepping up in the right moments to be the man in the third quarter or the man in the fourth quarter or the man on third and six. And I think that this is a chance for Aaron to be able to see who he's got and see who he's going to be going to battle with the rest of the season, even once Devontae Adams is back, because um, he's going to have to grow comfortable with some of these younger guys. And I think he's getting there, maybe more with some than others. But, uh, you know, this week and potentially for the next couple weeks, he's going to have to find out who those guys are that he can lean on at tough times. All right, so let's talk a little bit about another guy on offense, Jamal Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking a little bit before we started. Uh, you know, he's a guy that... Um, they were doing some more two uh, running back formations. He was out there on the field in a lot of sets with Aaron Jones uh, those first few games. And we don't know how involved he was supposed to be last week against Philadelphia because he was taken out basically immediately um, by that uh, kind of uh, you know cheap shot. So he's out, uh, not surprisingly. Yeah. And we're going to get our first real look at Dexter Williams. Um, but the key here to me is we need to get Aaron Jones going. He's had two tough games in a row. What can we do, Dane, to get Aaron Jones going? And um, what, what, what can Dexter Williams do to help contribute to that? And what are you going to be looking for from him? Yeah, so let's start with Dexter Williams because I was excited when we drafted him. I thought that he showed some talent in the preseason. I think he also, he was pretty up and down quite frankly, in the preseason. Um, I thought for most of the, the preseason that Trey Carson, who's currently on the practice squad, uh, was ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, he's a talented one cut back. There's no doubt about that. He, he you know, takes the ball, finds the hole, and he's gone. That's what he does. That's what he does well. Uh, unfortunately, I thought in the, the preseason, he had difficulty catching the ball out of the backfield. Also, um, his pass blocking made me very nervous. So uh, I'll just be up front. That's, that's where he was at. I think that he had some room to grow. I'm sure, certain that he has been growing in this role. I am eager to see what he can do. Uh, I think he gets five touches in the game, four to five touches. He runs the ball a few times. Obviously, if he breaks one, <laughs> he might be getting a couple more. But I think he's more of a mix-in back, and, and that leads us then to Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, who he's got to be the man. And I think that if we're going to be successful, Aaron's probably got to touch the ball 20 times. And I think he's got to run the ball 15 of those times, and I say 20 is a bare minimum. 
So to, to get him going, I think it, he's got to get started early. He, he's one of those guys that I think that he, he definitely can kind of feel the flow of the game. And he's a strong runner. He, he finds it well, but it all starts up front with the big men up front. I think that um, I, I'm curious to see how um, Elton Jenkins in one of his, his early starts now again here for us, if he's going to be able to move the pile, if Corey Winsley can continue to, to do his thing there. Um, but it starts with this offensive line. It's a tough assignment, as you said, against this Dallas uh, front. This front seven of Dallas is tenacious, and they're nasty. Um, so Aaron Jones can only get what's given to him, so to speak, and then maybe a little bit more break a tackle here or there. But if our big guys can get low, can move the pile, can do the things that we expect them to be able to do, then I think that it's going to allow for some opportunities where Aaron Jones uh, is going to find the hole that he needs and wiggle because he's elusive. Even last week we saw that first touchdown run by Aaron Jones. It looked like he was down and he found a way to get in those extra yards. He can find extra yards, but he can only do so much on his own. So it's up to some of those big boys to, to push the pile. Yeah, I think you touched on two main components. The other, the biggest thing for me, Dexter Williams, young man, you need to hold on to that football. Yeah, oh, good um, point. It's a, you know, he, he had a fumble in the preseason, and this is going to be one of those games where when you're on the road against a, a solid team like this in the Cowboys, the last thing that you can do is cough up the football and give that uh, opposing offense uh, some really good field position. That can just swing all the momentum in a game. So <laughs> I agree. If, if nothing else, if he gets, you know, five, six, seven carries, and I don't care if he only gets 30 total yards, hold on to the ball, just keep, give, you know, give uh, Aaron Jones a, a few uh, breaks so that he can stay fresh and because he can't take all the carries of the game. Um, but the other part that you've touched on is the pass blocking. That's a strength of Jamal Williams. He's the best pass blocker, and he's yeah. a very good pass blocker out of that running back position. So that's another reason I expect to see um, more tight ends this week because they're going to need some extra help at the line of scrimmage to pass block. And so uh, that's, that's something that um, I expect to see as well in those pass situations especially uh, that we might see some extra tight ends out there on the field uh, to help with that pass blocking. Aaron Jones has improved a little bit in that regard, but that's still, I don't think, ever really going to be his strength. And to be honest with you, I would rather kind of uh, have him out in space and uh, to be a potential weapon as a receiver yeah. than I would have him trying to uh, stop Demarcus Lawrence and chip him coming off the edge. You're not so kidding. that's not going to work too well. So um, let's just uh, uh, take our our chances that way. All right. So um, as far as other guys that have been ruled out, we know Tony Brown is is out and Kevin King is doubtful. So so looking over on the defensive side of the ball, um, that's that could be fairly significant <laughs> impact. Um, Gallup is going to be coming back this yeah. week for the Cowboys. They've got a, a talented uh, receiver and core, and so that's going to pose an, enough problems as it is. So what do you think, Dane? How are we going to be able to uh, account for these injuries? Yeah, so, I mean, Josh Jackson's getting some snaps this week. Man, that's, that's the key here. So I expect... Um, Anytime a guy's doubtful this late in the week, I, I'm not expecting Kevin King to play. And he didn't practice all week. And I'm so disappointed in that because I thought he probably had one of the better games as a pro this past week. 
against Philly. Yes, we lost, but I thought he played a heck of a game. Uh, so to, to, you know, late in the game, have a, a groin injury there uh, is, is tough to see. So we're going to have Jair Alexander out there. I expect him to be all over Amari Cooper all game long. I, I really do. Uh, the other side, we're going to see Tremont Williams. We're going to see, uh, I think, Josh Jackson. But I think we're also we're probably going to see an opportunity uh, potentially for uh, Kadar Holman. Uh, who was one of our uh, rookies here this year, who I thought impressed quite a bit in the preseason. So this might be his opportunity, as well as uh, Shandon Sullivan, uh, the cornerback uh, who played for Philadelphia last year. I expect both of those guys to maybe work their way in and get a few more snaps as this game progresses. Yeah, on a good note, Will Redman did practice all week this yeah, week. So point. it looks like he's going to be good to go. And certainly he's been someone that after that injury to Raven Green, um, he uh, had to step in. So uh, that helps with some of the depth uh, in the secondary as well. Uh, he's more been in that safety and hybrid role, mm -hmm. uh, but that's something that certainly could help. And Oren Burks may be back this week. Yeah, speaking uh, of the hybrid role, right? Yeah, and so let's talk about that a little bit, Dane. Uh, if Oren Burks is ready to go, certainly we haven't seen him a, a lot out on the field yet. Uh, in, in, in This is only just his second year. He didn't really play much at all last season, but we were expecting some big things coming into this season. What kind of impact do you think he might be able to have? Yeah, so I think he's on track to return. He's got this chest injury. Um, the biggest thing with him right now, well, for A, is I think we still don't know what we have in Oren Burks. I think that we have a lot of optimism of what he's going to be able to do and provide on the field. Um, but he hasn't been able to really show it all that much. Last year, a bit of a, a redshirt year almost. Yes, he played, but I, he was hurt all year. Didn't look like he was ever very comfortable out there. So... Um, Really looking at him, if he does indeed play, and I think he really is trending towards that direction, I'm wondering how his fitness level is. Because that chest injury, I don't know. You know, he's not in football shape probably 100% yet, so he's going to have to work his way into shape. I wouldn't expect that to happen for the next few weeks. So maybe he plays 7, 8, 10 snaps instead of maybe the 25 or 30 snaps that you might see a guy normally play. So he may be mixing in with Redman, with B.J. Goodson, uh, depending on the down and distance. But uh, it would be wonderful to see him back in because I do like what he can do for this defense. I think he fits Coach Petton's defense really well and would be able to match up potentially with a Jason Witten or some of those other guys that we're going to have to have somebody stick with. Yeah, for me, the biggest thing is and I don't know if this is true. This is a little bit anecdotal, but I'm only just looking at what my eyes tell me. And it doesn't seem like Blake Martinez has a lot of trust in his um, running mate mm -hmm. uh, in B.J. Goodson out there on the field. And perhaps that's just because Goodson's so new to this uh, team and the defense. I haven't seen a lot out of him so far uh, that tells me that he uh, can contribute at a high level. <laughs> this is, that's I think putting it nicely. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's been you know he's a guy that is a, a late ad. We just picked up he was going to get cut by the Giants. Uh, so certainly he could still be learning the scheme. But 
Uh, and Blake Martinez, to his credit, admitted that he did not have the best game against the Eagles. Some of those holes, he was uh, shooting some of the wrong gaps, mm-hmm. and uh, that's never a good thing. But you just have to wonder, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Blake, but if you don't have a lot of trust in the other guy that's lining up next to you and you're trying to cover more ground and take on more responsibility than what you should really be uh, taking on at a given moment, uh, especially against a, an offensive line that's as strong and, and as talented as the Philadelphia offensive line was. And we're going to see the same thing, uh, injuries or not, with this Dallas unit. Yeah, um, That's where a guy like Oren Burks could just really make a, a huge impact because if he's sound in his assignment and Blake can look to his left and say, okay, I, I can trust this guy, um, if nothing else, that could be um, significant because... We, Again, Blake still needs to make the right plays and, and keep into his assignments. But uh, at the same time, that just uh, you know makes everyone else's job around them uh, a, a lot easier. And and then guys are trusting each other and working together. And as you know, defense a lot of it's a choreography, yeah. and you got to stay in your gaps, and you've got to trust. Uh, that the other guys that are lined up next to you are going to fill the right positions. And so sometimes when you have one weak link out there, uh, that can make a world of difference. And so if nothing else, uh, for that reason, I think, um, again, we haven't seen it, but that could be um, nothing individually about Oren Burks, perhaps, uh, would make him a difference maker in the rush defense but just what he can do in uh you know filling his responsibility and and knowing his role and as you said i think he's also our best pass uh defender from that linebacking position as well so um i agree i don't expect that he is going to take a full slate of defensive snaps if he's ready to go this week but i'm eager to see what kind of uh help he can have and then having that combined with having will redmond back I think could could make a huge difference uh, for this defense uh, at both of those spots in in that pass coverage in the second level as well as um, uh, some of the rush defensive problems that they've had the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and we're in such a good uh, we're fortunate, right, that we're talking about okay, we're going to be able to maybe mix Oren back in, and Will Redmond's going to be able to come in in certain situations. So we're going to be able to throw a lot of bodies at this Dallas Cowboys offense. And um, I know that we're playing Ezekiel Elliott, who's incredibly talented, of course. Uh, but I think that we, we're going to see a different defense this week. But again, much like the offensive line, it all starts up front on the defensive line as well. So as we're talking about injuries, I want to give some good news. Uh, Montrevious Adams was a limited participant this week. Looks like he's trending towards playing. He's been a monster out on the field this year for us, and I think that a little underrated. And um, as we're looking at these this um, rush defense, he was definitely missing last week. And you could tell because uh, Kenny Clark played way too many snaps. I thought Dean Lowry played way too many snaps. So this week, uh, the addition, and, and mind you, Tyler Lancaster out there played like 41, 42% of the snaps so far this season. That's way too much for him. I think this defense and these D linemen, we need to rotate them in just a little bit more. And uh, having Montrevious Adams out there is incredibly helpful. So now when, uh, when Elliott's out there, if you have Adams, Lowry, 
Kenny Clark, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, I think is going to continue to mix in. I, I trust that a little bit more, and I think that we have a real opportunity to control the line of scrimmage, even against a good Dallas Cowboys offensive line with those kind of big boys up front. Sure. And I I know I keep saying this, but this this Packers defense doesn't need to be number one in the def, uh, in the league against the rush. That's not what they're designed to do. They just can't be as bad as they've been the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need to get back to, you know, uh, again, um, being fundamentally sound, uh, sure tackling, filling the right gaps. And if they're doing that, I think they'll be fine. Uh, the biggest thing is if they can't, if they're not playing from behind and they're able to force some turnovers, this defense is going to be the defense that we saw those first three weeks. We may not be holding teams to three, 10 or 16 points every week, but I'm confident that this is a defense that can consistently hold uh, opposing offenses. And I think some pretty good offenses to 20 points or less. Yeah. And if they're doing that by forcing some turnovers, and um, and uh, you know, uh, giving this offense a chance to to get ahead early, uh, that's going to put a lot of pressure on these opposing offenses, and I expect that to continue. That's going to be the biggest key for me is to come out strong defensively and get a fast start on offense. Because if we're able to get ahead, then with some of the uh, injuries that this Cowboys offense has up front, that's going to give uh, Smith and Smith, <laughs> and uh, Rashawn Gary, uh, and, and Kenny Clark, some opportunities to really be able to put some pressure on, on Dak Prescott. And, uh, you know, I don't like Dak Prescott personally because he's the Cowboys quarterback, and that's just kind of the way it is. Um, I'll give him a little credit. I, I think he's been playing well so far this season, and, and I think he's probably a better quarterback than I th- ever thought he would be. Um, but, uh, you know... Uh, he's not as good. Uh, he's not the best quarterback that we're going to face. Uh, the biggest thing for me is if we can put a little pressure on him, uh, we faced him and, and he's turned the ball over uh, against us a few times uh, in the uh, matchups that we've had against him. Yeah. And so I think that uh, we understand what we need to do against a guy like Dak Prescott. And yeah, he could make some plays, but if we're able to get ahead, I think uh, we can get him flustered a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak's a guy that gets so much credit because he's so even keeled and, and, and doesn't really get uh, flustered or pressured. But I think we've seen that a few times that when we've played him, uh, that uh, the Packers have been able to little, put a little bit of pressure on him, and he's had to try to carry a little bit more of the load than he's normally had to against uh, some of these other weaker opponents. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for me, that's going to be the biggest key for this defense is to hold strong early, and then you can be able to unleash some of those big boys and put some pressure on and force some turnovers in the second half. Yeah, let's make him uncomfortable, right? And we look at what's happening. We're talking about our injuries a lot, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of injuries up front for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, man. Uh, I know Collins over there has has been banged up. It sounds like uh, uh, Tyron Smith is hurt and uh, he's ruled out. He's ruled out. He's a left tackle, right? And he's a he's an all world left tackle. So we're sitting here. They're going to be down their left tackle here. And um, I know even uh, Martin, their guard, he's another guy like all world. They've got all these great offensive linemen, but I know Martin's got a back injury. 
Frederick's been banged up. So um, no joke, man. These Smiths are a lot to handle. So Dak's going to have to probably get rid of that ball pretty quick if uh, we can force him to have to sit in the pocket and we can pin our ears back a little bit. I expect, as you mentioned, I expect to see the defense of week one, two, and three a lot more than the defense of week four. We need to stop the run. You're right. It doesn't need to be you know, three and out every time. We can bend a little bit, but if we can get them down a little bit and Dak has to do too much, we're going to start hitting him. We're going to start forcing mistakes, and I expect us to get some turnovers. Yeah, and I mean, Zeke's a load, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing from a matchup perspective, I, it, he had six receptions this past week against the Saints, but he's not a guy that typically hurts you as a receiver a lot. I mean, um, certainly if they can get the screen game going a little bit, um, he can get out there, and he's a tough guy to bring down once yeah. he gets a you know a, a little bit of momentum going downfield. But with some of these injuries to their offensive linemen, I'm not sure how much mobility they have to run that type of uh, um, uh, play. So you know we'll see. But I, I think uh, from that perspective, that limits this this that's us you know, as an area that the Packers defense has uh, struggled a little bit yeah. is against the, uh, the pass uh, uh, game to uh, opposing running backs. So uh, that's, that's helpful. Um, that's one thing that they perhaps don't have to key on quite as much as they, they do against some other opponents. So, um, you know, you can bring another guy into the box if you have to. Yeah. Uh, so that, that makes a big difference. And, and so, I, again, I, I don't expect this to all of a sudden be the number one rush defense in the league by any means. But I do think that we're going to see an improved performance, surprisingly, against a team that you would expect the way that the Packers defense has played the last few weeks would probably really be able to roll up quite a bit of yardage in the, in the rush game. Yeah, and I, you know what I'm excited to see out of, out of our defense? They're going to be playing on a pretty fast surface uh, down there in Dallas. And so far this season, they've been playing on a lot of grass. Um, Dallas, a little bit faster of a surface. I'm just kind of curious to see uh, how the speed of the game goes for us on defense. I expect us to be just a tick faster uh, off the line of scrimmage. I expect us to be out there flying around a little, just a hair faster and um, might have an advantage there. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. I just think that we're going to be able to make Dak feel pretty uncomfortable. Um, I think that, um, unfortunately for uh, Amari Cooper, he is facing Jair Alexander Island. Uh, so it's going to have to be some of these other receivers. Gallup, our old friend Randall Cobb, uh, is going to be a bit of a handful potentially, especially without Kevin King. Uh, but I do think that we match up well against those receivers, even with the Kevin King injury. Yeah, and I'm going to throw out a, a, an optimistic but bold prediction. Yeah. I think this is the week that uh, this Packers defense scores a touchdown. Ooh, I like it. And that would be significant, obviously, whenever you can do that. So um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and, and say that. I'm, I don't know if I have a specific player in mind that I think it'll happen, but, Pick one. I'm picking one. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you know closer to the game, and we can tweet it out. Okay. So you guys can all be uh, looking for that. But, uh, yeah, old Wagstradamus might uh, be tipping his cap. Uh, you guys out there, we'll, we'll, you'll know and be, uh, be prepared to be amazed by some of the, the predictions that can come out there. That's good. That's good, man. I like that quite a bit. So, Dan, why don't we um, – 
think that pretty much covers most of the key injuries. Let's 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 mention Kyler Fackrell's uh, who has been injured as well. And I want to mention that he hasn't uh, had a great uh, start to the season. He hasn't been too impactful. I said key injuries. Dan. Well, the reason and the reason I bring uh, bring him up is because um, we did make a roster move. Sure, uh, that's corresponding. So we brought over Tim Williams, who's a pass rusher. He was actually a third round pick out of Baltimore, and uh, Zadarius Smith knows him pretty well, saying his praises as he got claimed this week. I, I smiled when we brought Tim Williams in um, just a couple days ago uh, because uh, in his quote, um, you know, he's talking about having a chip on his shoulder, wants to put his nose down and work harder and, uh, and show that the Packers can win some football games, and I love that. So I think that it's kind of interesting that we're bringing in another a former Baltimore outside linebacker who's going to come in has a couple career sacks in 19 games. Um, so certainly not the guy who's going to completely move the dial necessarily, but he had a higher round draft pedigree, knows the Darius Smith. Um, let's see what he can do. I have a feeling he's suiting up on Sunday as well. Well, okay. Yeah, I'll see. I don't, I'd be surprised if he suited up, but uh, certainly if, if Fackrell is unable to go, he might get an opportunity to suit up and uh, perhaps get a few snaps out there. Uh, the Milt Henderson connection, I think, uh, certainly he's a guy who was with the Baltimore organization yep. that the Packers bought over, um, uh, personnel man. So um, he should be pretty familiar with this, uh, this uh, Tim Williams. Um, and uh, as you said, uh, he's uh, was certainly a, a talent coming out yep. just a, a couple of seasons went ago. Went to Bama, I think. Uh, yeah, went to Alabama. So... We'll see. Um, I think uh, his quotes are pretty standard for a guy that just got cut and gets picked up by another team. I like team. it, man. But, um, but I, you know what? If, if he can play, let's get him out there. Hey, at least it. he didn't say, uh, where's Green Bay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, we, we talked quite a bit already about uh, offense. Um, but, Dane, you know, are there any other uh, keys that you want to see? I mean, um, maybe more from a, you know, just overall standpoint is, are you going to be looking for some different personnel groups out there? What, what, are, you, what are you looking for from this offense to, to make, maybe take another step forward? Because um, things looked nice last week right in the past game but the rush game as we said was a, a real struggle and, and that's not always the best scenario to, to have play out so what does this offense need to do this week to uh let's say take a step forward and, and do what they need to do to execute and and uh, hopefully come out uh, uh scoring some points and and doing enough to take a win um back home to green bay you got to be more physical on the offensive line uh, no doubt about it. I thought that the, you're right. The, on the, the pass blocking, I thought was pretty good last week. We definitely took uh, a large step forward. I think if the Packers would have somehow won that game, scored, scored on that fourth down play, we might be sitting here talking about, wow, the offense is back. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. But the, the fact of the matter is we didn't run the ball. We need to out-physical the other side of the ball. And I think that we just need to get a little bit more physical, a little bit more angry uh, on that offensive side of the ball. Because running the football is an attitude as much as anything. And I think that these guys um, want to be able to run the ball. Uh, but if we're not running this football and it's week eight, week nine, week 10, I'm a little concerned because Aaron Rodgers, like years past, you know, he can't do it every year. And I don't want to have Aaron Rodgers dropping back 40 times a game 
because um, that that's causing an awful lot of problems, not only for uh, just the, the balance of our offense, but also potentially for his health. I, mean, I don't want him dropping back that much. Um, so I think we need to run the football, and I think we need to um, just get a little bit more physical and get some push there by the offensive line. Do you think this Dallas defensive line can do the same thing that the Eagles did and, and basically just shut down that rush game and be able to, to try to just put pressure on Rodgers just with that front four? Um, or are they going to need to get a little bit of help to be able to accomplish that? Well, I think that they definitely stacked the box last week. I, I, I know that um, I think Antoine Woods is a heck of a ball player. He's been a little banged up for them as well. But who isn't banged up this time of year? already in the NFL. Uh, their front seven is tenacious. I mean, you look at not only their D-line there when we're looking at Crawford, but heck, even Sean Lee, man, he's been doing this forever, I feel like now. Uh, Van Der Esch is, is, is a bit of a machine as well, tackle machine out there. Um, might need to bring in another tight end uh, to, to help out, maybe on the edge. Um, we've done it with Jimmy Graham for varying results so far this year. I think we've seen him make a couple nice blocks, but also get blown up a couple times when he's had to come in and help out. I think uh, Mercedes Lewis is a really nice blocker there for us. We might see him in there with a couple two tight end sets. Um, but I do expect the backers to mix it up quite a bit as well. And, and believe it or not, it might seem counterintuitive with Adams out, but I see a scenario where we might spread out the ball even a little bit more than normal um, in the last uh, couple of weeks if we're not getting the run game going early on and, um, and just trying to give the Dallas Cowboys a couple different looks. You, speaking of Jimmy Graham, you've been critical of mm-hmm. him. Uh, probably rightfully so. What, what did you think of, of his performance last week? Is, is that something that was encouraging to you or do you think that was a little bit of an aberration? I just don't know what we're getting from him week to week. I guess that's the, the issue that I have with him. I think some guys you, you um, know week to week you're getting, you, you've got a floor, right? You've got a basement where you know what they're going to be and it's kind of a, a high floor or a low floor. With Jimmy, one week I think he can play really nice football, but then he can kind of um, fall away for a couple of weeks there. But heck, even last week, I thought there was a catch in the end zone he could have made that he didn't make. And, yeah. You know, so it's like... On the fourth down that you said they shouldn't have gone for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, if you're anyway. throwing it to Jimmy Graham, apparently, maybe you shouldn't because, you well, know, he's got to make that play. I, I just, my frustration with Jimmy Graham is he's been a great player in the league for a very long time. I thought last year he played through some injuries. Um, if you looked at the stats at the end of the year, his stats looked okay, but I didn't think he showed on the field. I still don't think that he and Rodgers have very good chemistry, and I'm worried that if they don't have it now, they're never going to have it. Yeah, um, I think this will be a key, another key week. As you said, the inconsistency is the biggest thing. And now with Adams out, we need this tight end group. This is a week we need this tight end group, and Jimmy Graham's obviously the guy that needs to be the one leading the charge. Um, you know, uh, Tunyon, I, I think, is developing into a, a serviceable tight end in this league, but he's never going to be someone that's going to go out there and be a, a difference maker. Um, Jimmy Graham is going to have to, I mean, in order for this to be a productive offensive week, I feel like he's going to need to be targeted uh, probably six to eight or nine times this week. Uh, seriously, I mean, that's what we need to look for. 
and you're cringing a little bit, so folks can't see Dane out there. If we um, had a YouTube channel, you'd see my <laughs> eyes. They're, they're sad right now. Yeah, but I mean, don't you agree that we need, or this is going to be, uh, we talked about spreading it around a little bit, but we're going to need a, a, a contribution from Jimmy Graham this week. I, I really think um, if, if he's not getting, you know, five, six receptions this week, um, for 60 to 70 yards again uh, to be able to come up with some key catches and keep those chains moving, uh, kind of like Jake Kumro. I think those two guys mm-hmm. are the ones that could, you know, in a very uh, um, understated way be difference makers in this game. And, and the thing is, is if they don't come up with those plays, we're not going to be like, oh, it was unless it was just flat-out drops or whatever. Sure. But if they're not making catches or they're not getting targeted, um, you know, you're never really – you're not going to come out away from the game saying that they they were the ones, the difference makers. But if they do make those plays, I, I even if they're not scoring plays, I, I think, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like the basketball plays that – don't necessarily show up in the box score all the time. Uh, those glue guys that just to make all the right plays, they box out the opponent, they're in the right position on defense, and they they hit you know a couple of key three-point shots. Mm-hmm. That's what we need from Jake Kumar and Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah. So anyway, Dane, um, do you have any other thoughts on the offense, uh, what we need to see from them? How many points do you think we need to score this week? It's a good question. So, you know, we mentioned earlier, Dallas has gone every anywhere from 35 points to 10 points, depending on who they've played so far this season through four games. I don't think they're as good as 35. I don't think they're necessarily as bad as 10. I think they're somewhere in the middle there. Um, I think Dallas can easily score 21 to 24 points this week. Yeah. Um, so I think that the Packers need... Uh, 27 or more. I was going to say that exact number, really? 27. And yeah. I mean, it wasn't enough uh, against the Eagles, but it's it's enough I most weeks. I think in any though, right? week, you know, yeah. it was plenty against the Broncos. I think in any week, you can score 27 points. You got to feel pretty good. And, you know, this defense, they're, okay, we don't have the number one defense in the league, uh, but I still mm-hmm. really believe that this is, can be a top 10 defense when it's all said and done. And um, so I, I agree. And this is a solid uh, Cowboys defense, too. So um, if they're able to put up 27 points, I, I would feel pretty good about our chances, especially if we can force a couple of turnovers as well. Yeah, and, I, you know, I've seen some of the social media uh, churning, you know, from, from folks on our page, certainly. And uh, re- thank you for following us. Thank you for liking our page. However... Um, the sky isn't falling, folks. I've seen some comments. People are like, the Packers don't really have a chance on our page. And I, yeah. we we're have a great three chance. Three and one. We've got a very talented team. Yeah, we're We've got a good defense. I, I know gave up 34 points. Had it's a, a rough couple of weeks stopping the run. Don't uh, just don't panic. Yeah. It's all good. It's I all think good. the fundamentals are there. We didn't force turnovers like we said in our recap. Um, Eagles won the turnover battle. They had great field position, uh, and they were five for five in the red zone opportunities. Sometimes, you know, the game of football don't overcomplicate things. Just look at some some a few very 
you know, key indicators. And it, it comes down to that. It's as a few plays here or there that go the other way. That's right. And we're looking at a different result. Yeah, I mean, you want, and I don't want to, I don't want to go back too deep into that Eagles game. But I mean, well, any time that you look like you feel like you're dominating a team, but you're like down a point, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's one of those games where it's like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out, but we got a pretty good ball club here. And that's why I'm coming into Dallas. I, I got some swagger. I feel pretty good about what we can do down there. I think this is a very capable team. And um, all the folks that are getting off the defensive bandwagon, we're going to keep your seats warm because I think that Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith are going to make Dax Prescott feel very uncomfortable on Sunday. Yeah, and listen, uh, I'm never going to predict the Packers lose, but even if they don't come out of Dallas with a win, this was one of their toughest games going into the season. So, you know, the sky still would not be falling. Not at all. Uh, You know, we're we're still set up pretty well moving forward. So, um, as always, uh, stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, we need a good week. Uh, last week we get, got bit by that bug a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks NFL for you know uh, player safety. <laughs> yeah, on a uh, Thursday night game, yeah, right? Yeah, Surprising yeah. everybody gets hurt uh, on sure, Thursday. Sure, absolutely. So yeah. anyway, do you think J.K. Scott can hit the the darn ceiling in this in, in, in this stadium? Oh my man? gosh, he might. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would be pretty happy if. Uh, you know what? Maybe Mason Crosby can recreate a little magic down there as well. I would like that. He has a nice record down there, doesn't yep, he? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, as you said, thanks for all the shout-outs. I, I, I love the one comment on a memory, a favorite memory, I think. Uh, yeah, what was uh, it? Someone said something about uh, Maddie Flynn coming in uh, with that great right. comeback a few years ago. Uh, certainly evokes memories. Um, you know, uh, we had a mention of of the uh, catch that was not a catch, um, obviously. That, that wasn't a catch. That wasn't a catch. Yeah. Uh, so that goes down and, into, into lore, of course. And, um, and uh, of course, uh, who can forget um, a couple seasons ago down in Dallas, or a few seasons ago, uh, you know, drawing up that play uh, in the dirt, and uh, we're, we're coming down, and uh, very, very little time left. But we, we go ahead and, and get into field position, and Crosby drills that 55-yarder, 50, I believe, as time expires. Crazy. So, um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind a repeat of that this week. I don't know if my heart will be able to take it, but uh, in all honesty, if we can steal a win down in Dallas, I'll be pretty, pretty peachy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as much as Des Bryant's catch wasn't a catch, Jared Cooks was a catch, <laughs> and, and that felt pretty darn good. We've had a good record against Dallas in, in the uh, recent memory. To you younger listeners, Wags and I grew up at a time where we had a heck of a time going down there to Dallas, lost a lot of close football games uh, to Troy Aikman and those folks. So it's been good the last uh, decade or so doing what we're supposed to do and take care yeah. of business. Uh, seven and two against them, I think, in the wow. last nine outings. Uh, yeah. In the 90s, if you would have told me that there was a time where we would go 7-2 against the Cowboys, I would have been like, are you kidding? Yeah. Let's do this. So how many Super Bowls are we winning? Right. And, <laughs> well, and we won one of them in their house, which exactly. is nice, too. So yeah. we haven't lost a game in their house yet, uh, to, to my recollection, uh, in this new stadium. And I don't plan on starting on Sunday. Yeah. Um, over under uh, four to five shots in the fourth quarter of uh, – Jer, um, uh, hopefully with his hands in his face, uh, would be 
Uh, very, very pleasing. His son cleaning his glasses. <laughs> I've seen that before, man. Yeah. There's some stuff going down there in Dallas. But um, so uh, prediction time then, score. Um, Wags, what, 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 what do you got? What do you got for, for a score in this game? I'm going to go. Uh, I, I like it, Dane. You said it. Um, so sorry to steal it, but it was what I was thinking as you were talking. Um, I'm going to go optimistic. Packers 27, Cowboys 21. Okay. That's good. And that's legitimately uh, very close to what I was going to say. I was going to say 24 for the Cowboys. So I'm going to stay with that. Uh, but I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go to 31-24 Packers. It's going to be a tight game uh, through most of the game. Uh, but I do expect actually the Packers defense to make a stop in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then we're going to take a knee there in Dallas on the star and win another one down there. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So anyway. Um, oh, uh, by the way, Bart Starr, Ice Bowl. We beat them then too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. So thank you all very much for listening. Yes. And uh, please give us uh, your feedback. Um, uh, share us with a friend. Uh, and um, uh, really, really appreciate all the comments and, and engagement. Um, don't be afraid to call that Cheesehead Sound Off hotline. Yeah. Um, we had some technical difficulties again last week with our preview episode, so I apologize for that. We got a little bit kind of off track on, on playing back some of those uh, uh, calls. Um, so I apologize for folks that I called last week that we didn't get to play. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, go ahead and give us a call. We love uh, hearing from you as well. Uh, anytime. Um, wake Dane up. Uh, yeah, call me. And, and he will wake up and get all jazzed up when, <laughs> when he true. hears some good comment about the Packers. So anyway. Subscribe uh, too, right? Subscribe to us. We've been seeing people subscribe, comment, uh, and, and leave a ra uh, rating for us as well, right? Give us five stars because we're good at this. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't have five stars for us, you can keep that rating to yourself. Yeah, keep Thank it to you yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think that just about does it. And uh, as always, uh, we always like to end. Uh, say it with us. Go, go Pack, go! go.